His com- it's not like he didn't just start doing comedy. His comedy's always been like that, yeah, right? For real. Right. So if so if anything, he's been consistent. Number two, when you're right, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. you're right, you're right. Yeah. And I think here's the thing. I think Bill Burr found a very, 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 very unique, unique land and patch of land. He found some place where he could say something honest, and the people who would attack him about it can't. <laughs> If you attack him about that, you only go to further serve the proof to his point. Right. That's kind of like the only thing I was kind of seeing, like, was the responses for that came from, like, when mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me- Meanwhile, black, black men and women was like, thank you, thank you. Black, because oh, black people, because, <laughs> and this is something that I thought we, like, you know, we never really talked about, bro. Yeah. And specifically, when I say this as it as it as it relates to like you know things that are happening like socially right now, do white women not know their place? No, they don't. And and when I say that, this is not the mean like in some sort of like subjugating like way or oppressive or secondary way. Meaning, I mean that literally in the sense that the quote unquote gravy boat they had is being slowly dismantled. That being white white male power structure. Yeah, it's don't get me wrong. It's not dismantled by a long shot, but it's definitely starting to be dismantled away from what it was when they rode away. The There's a disturbance. Yeah, yeah, and that's the truth. White white women were united with white men while the white men were the bulls in the nineties, and that's what it is, bro. But, but, the but, six championships, white women was there. Now they not winning no more. <laughs> now they not winning no more. And they shooting threes like a motherfucker out here in the bay. <laughs> but, but listen, but that's why I told people, I said, stop depending on these white women. Because mm-hmm. even further his point, women's suffrage, that started with black women. Mm-hmm. White women hijacked that shit. Got black women to sign on going like, we're all in this together. And y'all weren't. Got women's rights. It was like, all right, black women, peace. And that's, so, civil rights women, civil rights movement. We're going to do this for minorities. Somehow white women are classified as a minority. I don't know how. I have no idea how. They're somehow classified as a minority. LGBTQ rights. There we go. Rice? Rice, motherfucker? Rice. God oh, damn. you heard that too, right? Yeah, I heard you say. I thought rice. you said rice, and I was just like, "Bro, hold on, wait, what is rice shit. now?" <laughs> rice, nigga, you could be what? a rice sexual. You a rice sexual? Sushi shit. I'm only fucking greens. Yeah, and and it's like somehow we discovered white gay rights were different from black gay rights. They are definitely different. No Static Podcast, episode 120. 120. I am Dennis, your host. Coop is here. Trap Zeus is here. Smite. LQ is here. And we back for another one. I like that you yell Smite. How is everybody? Good. I'll tell you when I finish sipping on this yet. Yeah, bro. Listen, you know what, bro? I'm going to say something, bro. It's been... The week has been... The week is good because realistically, bro, I am happy the Lakers won. Even though I'm a Sixers fan, I'm happy the Lakers won because I really did want LeBron to get the. The week is good. I'm finished. I'm finished. (laughs) I'm finished. You know, 
and that's just because I'm such a sports fan, so I really did want to see LeBron get that fourth. And because all those guys on that team who never got championships, we now have one. Once like, like again, the fact that Boogie gets one, bruh, that touches my heart. Bruh, once again, LeBron LeBron has brought Christmas early for you ninjas who rode his back <laughs> to the championship. Yeah, um, but yeah, but big shout out that there was a good good final series shot and I and I say that I was saying that to get to the fact of shout out to NBA and I'm gonna say this lightly because of this and all the other major North American sports and I'm not talking about like the social injustice I'm just talking about being safe as far as like this pandemic shit is like concerned I can honestly say they took the greatest and what I would say is the most sensible precautions and efforts to like ensure people's safety in turn, in turn, ironically enough, during the time of the NBA bubble, we didn't get any cases, any positive cases or anything like that. The NFL ain't made it a month yet. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. And we didn't really schedule. Four postponed games. 23 cases. <laughs> like, 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 like that, like that. So it's like, think of that stat. 22, because not everybody went to the bubble. 22 teams went to the bubble. 172 uh, games played. In a span of two and a half months, zero cases. That's a blot on me. Now, you can, everybody's like, well, the ratings were low. The ratings were only low because nobody expected the Miami Heat to go there. Yeah. And, like, every, and everybody knew the outcome. But the ratings weren't low. Because you, you can't blame the, the NBA for saying, hey, if you want to say whatever you want to say about social, uh, social justice awareness going on, you can do it. We're going to put that on your jerseys. We're going to put down on the stadium. We're going to make sure that we give uh, players a, a form. We're going to do every way possible. You can be forward thinking the NBA did. Not, not only that, not only that, and here, and this is what I want when I want to see. When, this is probably because in so many recent years, I've had to learn to take information and know it one way, but say it another way. I really want to see these rating comparisons. Like, I really want to see the ratings comparisons, and I'm going to tell you why. I believe the ratings probably undoubtedly were lower. And I believe they were lower because when they were announcing that the NBA was restarting and they were trying to explain to people, like, the format and certain people were going to go and certain people weren't going to go, they, I don't think it was clear. Plus, when you started having people, like, opt out, like, oh, I'm not going if I'm not, you know, competing for anything. And that and that was and that was a thing. Like and I thought that was good that they gave them that choice and they didn't quote unquote penalize any of those guys for, for doing for doing that. And made right. sure whatever monies that they were owed they got. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now I say all that to say the NFL on the other hand. Uh including like some some of the guys on my favorite team in the world, the Philadelphia Eagles, have had comments leading me to to, to the effect of, you know, they shouldn't have a season, this and that third. Okay. Here's my thing with that. The NFL, while I do agree that they probably could have made better precautions, because you got several stadiums around the country that are massive. Yeah. Not like, oh, we can only fit a team here. No, they fuck like bro, like bro, the Cowboy Stadium, Jerry's World, Jerry's World is massive, bro, and the shit opens and closes. Like a dome. Alright, bro. You mean to tell me? Y'all couldn't go in the East Division, pick two stadiums, pick two dome stadiums, even if one of them was a, was a practice facility, right? 
or even if you did want to do like, yeah, when you have like limited number of fans, which I think is fine. Even if you said, okay, this is the week's lineup. Since this is the week's lineup, we want all the members of these teams at this stadium for this week. We want all the teams for, for these games at this stadium for this week. And that way you divide it up so that everybody gets equal, get equal practice playing time. Everybody, nobody is getting technically any sort of home field or advantage or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And if you wanted to, uh, the way you were simulated, you could abandon fans. Listen, it would not have stopped people from watching the game. It, I learned if I learned anything about the NBA bubble, I thought that was like, man, this one might be trash. The NBA bubble was not trash it at all. It was some of the best, best basketball, basketball I've ever seen. Yeah. And honestly, and I know I hear a lot of people, oh, it's not the same. Just, bro, let me tell you what it was, bro. Then you got a chance to see basketball on the professional level at its with, purest form. At its purest form, without mm. any of the other bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Not the fans, not the crowd, bro. Can you come out here and play? It's like you're almost like out there because you're witnessing even like what they're saying even what like what the players are saying what the refs are saying Listen, bro, like the fact that you're able I to see that i almost wanted to see that bubble when like all the power forwards was crazy Ooh. like imagine rasheed wallace anthony mcdice kevin garnett like imagine like all them guys playing in the bubble bro no, <laughs> listen and that's the, that's the other thing man. shout out the nba for whoever had the idea of you know what man we might want to just play some sound in here, like the crowd noise. Well, why? You know, we can't really, like, sing your answer. No, 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 man. You, no, you, you don't want to hear what they're saying. <laughs> you don't want to hear what they're saying, bro. You want to, bro, we in, the damn, we in the gym right now with no fans. They're screaming out everybody saying the N-word. <laughs> Yo, they did that with, like, with like with wrestling, like, when this whole thing, like, first kicked oh, yeah, off. Yeah, and yeah, they with, didn't uh, have, with like, AEW. Uh, bro. Yeah, WWE it, was doing it, too. It was, like, bro, listen, they had, they had to put sound in that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before, before then, you just heard the wrestlers like back and forth cussing each other. Mm, out you would hear like grunts and stuff like that. <laughs> nah, bro. Now you can. <laughs> now you can hear people fuck up a move. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but for everybody that hated on the, the bubble, the the bubble season, fuck you, man. Like, hold on, real quick, real quick. Because oh, 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 one, one, I didn't like I, it. I need I need to give the Miami Heat they do. I didn't like the bubble at first. Okay, at first. first. At first. Cool. That's fine. All right. I got to give the Miami Heat they do. Yeah. I'm a, and I'm going to put this out here. I'm a Magic Spurs fan. He does not like the Heat. Listen, <laughs> we, we we only give we only give uh, Tim Hardaway and Zoe, Zoe they do. That's it. That is it. But for the rest of you motherfuckers, fuck the Heat. Fuck Donis. Fuck Wade. Fuck Braun. Fuck, fuck Bosh. Fuck... Fuck Stan Van Gundy when he was there. Damn. Wait, wait, too? <laughs> like, 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 if it's like, anybody. Like, Gabby. Bro, like, I called it just for fuck. being on the heat. <laughs> bro, listen. He's not even like, right. Bro, listen, listen, bro. Listen, bro. Magic, my nigga. Like, bro, Magic. Does the statute of limitations? Magic, my nigga. Which, which, by nigga, the way. I, nigga, nigga, when we got Stevie Franchise, I applauded that shit. <laughs> All right? All right? I told everybody, bro, when the heat. I, let's get something straight here, and and and, and, and I'm gonna leave sports because we don't we don't really usually talk sports oh, on here. But hold on, before you get there, let me finish one point. Oh yeah, my bad. I appreciate what Miami Heat did. Yeah, because I really do. one, I saw some of the greatest basketball play, but two, if you a get money ass nigga or bitch, you gotta appreciate the Miami Heat because all they did, I don't I don't give a fuck the way they lost that last game. They gave it, they got it out the mud, bro. You know how long it's been since we've seen an NBA team get it out the mud? 
Like, <laughs> I'm gonna say some real shit, bro. And this is something that you've heard, you know, y'all heard me say before. For all of y'all that don't watch basketball, maybe y'all thought the Heat weren't supposed to be there. For all of us that watch basketball, the moment the Heat got on the floor, we knew. First of all, I don't know what y'all thought the Pacers were gonna do. Like, like I don't know what y'all thought they was going. What, with no, no Oladipo. Yeah, and, right. and most importantly, no, and most importantly, no Reggie Miller. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what y'all thought that was going to happen there. Then number two, bro. Listen, bro. Y'all saw, y'all saw last year, bro, with the Bucks. It's something about them, bro. That, it, it, I, let me tell you this: they got Budenholzer as a coach. They still in that same like conference, and you know what? They just replacing the Atlanta Hawks, but. More importantly, bro, when you see how the Heat play, if you know basketball, bro, their style of play just made it so that they was going to be too much for anybody coming out of the East. Don't get me wrong. Had the Sixers been able to do anything right, that probably would have been their best matchup. And everybody thought the Celtics were, but I knew the Celtics weren't because, unfortunately, the team, Cel- too, young. team yeah. too young. And more importantly, the Celtics... The Celtics have a lot of individual identities. The Heat have a team identity. Yeah. But uh, other than that, man, it's been it's been a good, good week. The weather's been nice. It ain't been all rainy like it usually is. I'm a little upset because, unfortunately, uh, teleworking is coming in, which means I'm back in the office. I got to go back to work. Uh, and oh, you go back next Monday. Yeah. Oh. And um, outside of outside of that, man, I'm. I'm gonna tell the truth is I've, I'm 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 blessed. I got through another week. I had to, y'all know I had the birthday not too long ago. I'm still here. I'm still kicking. So still here. The other than that, now other than that, man. Outside of those things, this fuck I'd be so glad when this election season is over. At this point, I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I almost don't even care. <laughs> Yo, I, I just want to point out the fact that that Coop not only knocked out a whole topic, but it was all a part of how his week was. My bad. My bad. That was obnoxious as fuck. Damn. <laughs> that, was, <laughs> that was obnoxious as fuck. My bad, y'all. That was a very color commentary. But yeah, a very I mean, the baby-esque I mean, way of going about. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep my week real short. Shout out to the nigga LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know shout, what I'm saying? Shout out LeBron number four. Shout, you know. Real happy for Boogie Cousins, like what he had to go through for the last four years. Dwight Howard has a ring. Yo. Nigga, Dwight Dwight Howard Howard beat LeBron in the playoffs, didn't get a ring, joined his team, got Got one. one. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, just shout out to everybody that's not J.C. Shazay, man. Just, yeah. What about your trousers? (laughs) Oh, (laughs) <laughs> well, at first it was fuck my week, but nah, it was good, everybody. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm just playing. My week was very productive. Um, painting that shot right now. And I'm a little art thug, dude. Grateful to be alive, kicking, working, and all that good stuff. Staying positive, all that good stuff. That was my week. Yeah, my week was. It's been eventful been quite eventful considering all that's happened since um friday um finally got the project out mm, which good. is which i'm definitely oh, yeah, glad we will that dive into that had mm. that done um also in other news also um i've been i've been raging at crash 4 because i finally decided to go ahead and get it and 
it has been quite a journey, and I'm surprised I didn't break my controller yet. <laughs> but overall, good week, you know. I'm glad to be here, you know, glad to be able to do this thing that we do every week, you know, just typical week for you, boy. So, damn, I feel like I, I sopped up so much of that in my week. <laughs> my bad, y'all. <laughs> I was about to say, where do we want to start? Because we kind of already started. I guess I would better, I would better come off saying, where do we want to jump into next? I have a question based on, you know, and if this is going to sound political because it involves politicians, one in particular. But I'm going to ask something because my question, I think, is more cultural, social than okay. anything. Why is why do you think people or it appears that people don't or are having this bad reaction to Kamala Harris? Oh, okay. Because that can be because because that can be answered in so many different ways. Yeah, and and that's why I asked it asked it that way because your answer may be political, your answer may be social, but I honestly want to feel because I have my own theories. And I also have. Well, I got my own theory. I guess I guess that's what they all imagine. It's just my own theory. Well, what I think might be the case. I think, and this and this may be surface level compared to, to what El Cumin said, but like there are a few examples out there. Like for example, with the whole thing about Tupac and like her saying like he was the greatest rapper alive. I don't know if that was like a, a theory in itself that he like. That she but knows something that we that's don't. Arguably debatable. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like maybe she knows something that we don't. Like you, like half the world is going to say Tupac, the other is going to say Biggie. But greatest rock for a lot, bro. Half the world is going <laughs> to say Tupac, the other is going to say Biggie. That 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 doesn't change what I said. <laughs> I well, go go ahead. The reason why people are are opposed to Kamala is because the more and more that they find out about Kamala, the more, the less information they get about her. For example, Kamala Harris was the district attorney for San Francisco and then turned attorney general for California. She literally was the attorney general for the second largest law enforcement division outside of the Department of Justice as a black woman. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this again for the people who don't understand how big that is. She was the Attorney General for the second, second largest, largest law enforcement division outside of the Department of Justice. That means cartel, she prosecuted. Uh... Corporate, she got it. Local, she got it. <laughs> State, she got it. National, she got it. Some shit she did even affected people on an international scale. As a black woman, she did it. So everybody's like, well, we can't follow um, uh, Kamala because, you know, she was caught. She put a lot of people in jail. That's the that's the most common, peop- common answer that you hear, right? Mm-hmm. That's half the story. What you also don't realize is she implemented a multitude of, of, of programs that made sure, okay, we put you in jail, you are a nonviolent offender, guess what? 
here's this program that when you get out of jail, you immediately have a job. So you don't get your black ass back in jail. Oh, you were, you committed this crime because you're a drug addict. All right, here's this program. We immediately going to put you through counseling and get you some help for the, from a clinic. Oh, you're a struggling mother. You had to do what you had to do to put on food on your, on your kids. You ain't got no education. Here's this program. We're going to get you a degree, a job, and help you with daycare. These are the programs that Kamala Harris implemented while being the attorney general for the second largest law enforcement agency behind the Department of Justice. What would you do if your son was at home? Crying all alone. On a bedroom floor. Because he's hungry. Oh, okay. Okay. We forget that. Then everybody want to bring up the fact that in her younger years, she was dating an older man that she, while she was uh, the, the district attorney for the uh, city of San Francisco. While she, was, was, a, while she was an adult? A consenting while adult? She was, while she was an adult. I believe she was in her early 30s. He was the mayor at the time. He had been estranged from his wife. For a multitude of years, everybody only knew that he was still legally married because it was cheaper to stay married. Cheaper to keep. Cheaper to keep. I, I mean, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but you know, like they saying, cheaper to keep it. But all right, cool, whatever. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to get on her because, in while following her career path, she's never had children. I'm sorry, we have no idea what personally led to her not having to. She might not be able to. She's might have tried on several occasions and the baby never made it. Then the last thing you hear is, oh, I can't fuck with her because she married this white man. All right, my nigga, but you clearly love fucking white women. Don't talk to me about some shit like that. Listen, if you tell me, hey, you don't like her policies, fine. If you tell me you can't get behind a woman, you're misogynistic, but fine. But don't sit here and give me this dumb shit where you only have half the information. What makes me want to vote for Kamala Harris is obviously I'm looking at Joe Biden going through this uh, presidential trail. And Dennis is, I'm surprised he hasn't dropped dead yet. Dennis. Secondly, a uh, conversation I had with uh, Trap Zeus and, a, and another uh, uh, friend of ours, well, I'm not calling him a friend, associate of ours earlier in the week was hey, Black men, guess what? We are outclassed, outqualified, outdone, outsold in every way possible when it comes to black women. They are they are the leading number of people when it comes to getting college degrees. They get they open more businesses. They are entrepreneurs. They get more homes. They are more educated. They are more well put together financially. It makes sense right now. Every Negro in this country is not Barack Obama. That is a once in a lifetime thing. It makes sense, especially when for the Democratic Party, who has a 90 plus percent stranglehold on black women or women of color, period, it makes sense to vote for this woman. Because guess what? She represents the demographic that is literally saving the Democratic Party every time you look around. You don't believe me? Ask Doug Jones in Alabama. You don't believe me? Ask Joe Biden in South Carolina. You don't believe me? Ask the motherfucker in Tennessee. You don't believe me? Ask the motherfucker in Baltimore. Black women are coming through and sitting here and saving 
world after world after world after world. And so if you if you want to get out of this shit, because too and you know what the sad part about it is? Sad part about it is I'm seeing more and more of you niggas. That's right, everybody. Political Wayne is back. Six sad world. I'm seeing more and more of you niggas convinced, you know what, this Trump thing ain't so bad. And that is why I'm with Coop. The second they keep saying we're going to start buying slaves, I'm buying you niggas. Because here's the sad part. Black women literally are saving you niggas when you are broken homeless. Black women are saving you niggas when you got baby mama drama. Black women are coming here and saving your political aspirations. And the first thing you want to bring up about this black woman, I can't get behind it, cuz. All right. But that, but see, that's what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying. I'm not... I, For all those reasons, I want to vote for her, right? And I did something interesting. I closed my eyes and considered the person who has to do the job. Okay. I closed my eyes and I considered the person who has to do the job. Right? Okay. Number one, she's not running for president. She's running for vice president. She's running for vice president. But Joe Biden has already came out and said he might be a tr- right. Might. We're going to say might, right. but, it, but it looks like it's going to be the strongest possibility of a transitional uh, president. Yeah, like he's thinking long term. Listen, I get all that. And what he said, I never. he never once told me anything that says, you know what? This is the thing about Kamala Harris that makes me want to vote for her. He told me the demographic that she represents that makes me want to vote for her, which is almost like a defaulting vote. She told We talked about how we culturally, men to women, need to support each other. And by that means, she deserves a vote. But what I didn't hear is like, yo, I want her in office because she's going to do this. And I have every bit of confidence that the job she is responsible for as it relates to the people and citizens of this country, she will do and perform it and do it well. And she will change things for the better and start trending a positivity in this country socially and economically. You want policy. I want facts, not how we feel, not what we think we should do because of what's going on in the diaspora between, the, between genders of our race. I have a question. Hold on. I want facts. Now, this is not me saying that she's devoid of those things. It's my, the reason why I'm pulling that out is that if you know her policy and you understand it, that's what you are voting for. Just like when Obama, bro, listen, when Obama took office, don't get me wrong, we niggas. There was a part of us that thought we was going to be cooking out on the White House lawn. Straight up. I did. With my grill in. But what happened when he took office and everybody realized, oh shit, this dude has to do a job. And he, because of how that relates, he has to do a job. He just happens to be a black man. As it related in that realm, there were things policies, certain things Obama talked about, certain things, statues he used to support that I that I was with. Then all my cultural stuff got involved. And the reason why I brought all that up is, is this. 
I wonder sometimes, I wonder sometimes if they aren't tracking, and this is going to sound like super conspiracy theory, if they aren't tracking the rise and fall of the relationships between black men and women when they choose certain candidates. Hillary, Hillary ran, right? We was all hot. We was we just came off the Obama off the Obama ride. None of us liked Hillary. None of us liked Hillary. More importantly, Hillary could not reach us culturally. She just couldn't. <laughs> she should have been able to, but mm. she couldn't. So, second time around, what what happens? The dude that realistically should have ran the first time around, but oh wait, he did try the first time around. He just got busted by the person who felt like they were supposed to be president before the last president and got his go. <clears throat> Comes around, and what does he what does he do? In the era supported by what Wellington said, where black women are more ambitious, they're more, they're not only are they making more money. Not only are they open more businesses, but you know, you can think of like, just in your personal life, more black women that you know that are professionals or either have a degree than you can black men. Hell, it's four of us sitting here and there's only 50% and 50% of us got degrees. And that, and that's what I'm talking about. I wasn't saying all that that somehow, like you know, cast a light on Kimmel, but I can't help but feel like the selection of this individual is played more into securing something that they have geopolitically trapped. I want everybody to understand that what Coop says is true. You're voting for Joe Biden. You're not voting for Kamala. But in that same breath, you are voting for Kamala. Because if Joe Biden says, hey, after my four years, I'm done. We just wanted to make sure we got Donald Trump out. And Kamala is the person up. Kamala is literally being lifted up to say, hey, this is who we want. So you have the possibility to have a Democratic president for the next 12 years. The way it's looking and the way things are tracking now, the old guard is done. Chuck Grassley, gone. Mitch McConnell, gone. Lazy Graham, gone. Paul Ryan already bobbed out. Like, maybe Mitt, Rom Mitt Romney will try again, but that whole old guard of the Republican Party, that's why they're doing all the fuck shit mm -hmm. that they're doing now and trying to speed everything up. They're trying to make sure, hey, this may be our last breath, but with our last breath, here's these curses. <laughs> okay? <laughs> But but that was, what and, I was yeah and that, that was what I was gonna I, and I didn't want to turn it too political yeah, I, I, I but it was some, there was a feeling I kept like looking at her on this TV and listening to things people were saying and you know social media plays a lot into that but I kept having this overall I was like why does this pill seem like it's so difficult to swallow and I kept help but think that it's because it's the pill appears to us more tactic. Didn't remedy. Yeah. But I want I want everybody to think like this. As much as I would love to see a, a black woman in that in that over office, a person of color in that office, period. I want people to think like this. If she doesn't write laws, 
Mm-hmm. I'm I'm sorry. Remember conjunction function? Remember that shit? Conjunction junction. What's your remember remember how we learned about the three the three branches of government? Mm-hmm. She writes no laws. She is literally there to enforce them. That is her job. What she does is she sets a tone. Now, if you ask me, hey, do you think she can set a tone for what we want this country to head into? Like, think about this. We are being governed by a man who literally criticized California while California was on fire. Literally. Listen, I was looking for Captain Planet. Couldn't find him. We literally are being governed by a man who, while he has the equivalent of the plague, is still telling everybody, fuck you. Wayne, what do we respect? Listen. Real ninja. We, we respect consistency out here, Consistent like a motherfucker. Wayne, but it takes a certain kind aspect, of real nigga. Like, oh, you on but, fire, nigga? But even, <laughs> you on in, fire, nigga? Even in that aspect, Tom, <laughs> With the broke-ass shoes. I want, you <laughs> I want you to understand how dangerous that is. And while I'm seeing more, more and more black men going like, you know what? This shit ain't so bad. The hood gonna be the hood. We cannot have that kind of thought. I want to talk about music because I know Dennis is sick of this political shit. I know you are too. Yeah, political stuff was going to be for the end. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I just went right but into listen, it. But <laughs> listen, but now we hey, got you know it how, out. How me and Trap Zeus just, I'm, look, I'm, just I'm, over here like, look, look, squirrel. Look. Way I see it, way I see it. I want to talk about dinner party. That's look, what I want to talk about. Look, audience, way we see it is that was kind of like anal, you promised us. Look, we just did it from the beginning. Now you don't got to do it at the end. Now you just got to suck the dick. Whoa. Oh, my God. Hey, man. Listen. I mean, and don't give me my shot, Bodega Boys, but we need a sound for every time we say something that crossed the line that Dennis can easily play. <laughs> just a, a, a line stepper light, just... Line stepper light? (laughs) (laughs) Just something that just goes off. Oh, we stepped stepped over the line. (laughs) Okay, wait. You meant an actual light. When you said line stepper light, I immediately made line stepper pro in my head. (laughs) Wait, there's a line stepper pro? (laughs) Yeah, bro. (laughs) One is for your phone and one is for your MacBook. (laughs) I like it. Line stepper light and line stepper pro, bro. Because you should only be able to habitually line step creatively on your Mac. (laughs) Straight up. You want to do it on something you ain't going to get no viruses on. <laughs> you don't want to be out. I mean, while we on the topic of... Wait, do we want to get into Apple or do we want to get into music? No, we want to... Let's go into music. Let's go into music. Okay. New I, I want to talk about Dinner Party. Dinner Party? Yeah, with Terrence Martin, Knife Wonder, uh, Kamasi Wonder. Listen, that, I heard a single from them like some months ago. I like that shit. I was... I was one, Knife Wonder holds a special place in my heart due to all those little brother tapes. Where is one? I mean... You know, but yo, that like that's on some real chill shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and I'm trying to figure out why. Well, I, I guess Knife doesn't want to bring Fonte in and you know Big leave poop. out Big Rapper Poop. But Big that would have been like the icing on the cake to get Fonte on that on that. Okay. Yeah, I um, I was listening to I've been listening to a couple choices. Um. Uh, Reason dropped. His joint was really good. Reason's album was actually really Girl, good. I, I heard some of it. Like, it. It seemed like it just... 
you you be sitting there chilling, minding your business, uh, uh, look, looking at Andy Griffiths or some shit. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, reason. reason. <laughs> so he dropped something, which his album is very good. I definitely think you guys should go listen to it. I've been listen. I've been. I had heard him a while ago, but I've been listening to Boldy James more. Does Reason st- kick off the TDE release? I hope so. Yeah, <laughs> we can only hope at this. Point. I hope so. I'll put it this way: the album is so good that none of the fe- now. I heard half of it. I yeah. haven't finished it. Yeah. From fe- what I heard, he don't need features. Yeah, he doesn't really need features, but his features were very well selected, and they did not disappoint. Yeah, the joint with Schoolboy Q was dope. I yeah, the joint with Schoolboy Q don't disappoint. Yeah, um, Schoolboy Q said, "I just caught a gun." Fuck work. <laughs> we um, we we because we because Westside Gun got so much gets so much of our attention whenever he drops something. Yeah. But I gotta give up. I gotta give um, Spillage Village theirs. Spillision is very good. I have no idea who they are. What? So Spillage Village is Earth Gang, JID. Yeah. Um, they made a group. Yeah, they were yeah. Well, they were always groups. Yeah, that was, that was they have been groups. Man. They have been groups for a minute. Okay. And so they did an album. They did drop this thing called Spilligion. and it's amazing. And I already fuck with Earth Gang. Like it's like when I tell you, okay, it you got an iPhone. I don't know how to work this shit. It don't miss Shut at up. all. Yeah, I heard some of the spill the Spilligion joint too. Like, dope. I suggest you run it. Like. The, honestly, the only track I don't like on there, ironically, is the intro, which is still pretty good with the one with, uh, with Country Wayne. Okay. Now, does Spilligion, does that kick off the Dreamville release? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope so because here's the thing, bro. At least J. Cole is nice enough every now and again oh, to, shit, like te- to like tease us with, like, you know, a little L- two-song LP, something like that. Yeah. This nigga Kendrick, bro, been in the bat cave. This nigga bro. Kendrick, it's like, bro, where Kendrick at? Uh, sleep. Yeah. <laughs> what you mean sleep? Like he'd been sleep this whole time. Yeah. He put out a video saying he wasn't leaving TDE in the most subtle way possible. Wait, there was a rumor he was leaving TDE. How was that yeah. a rumor? There was like he was leaving TDE allegedly to focus on his label PG Lang, but that turned out not to be true. He's got a label called PG Lang. See what I'm saying? Yeah. No, you know, I'm actually surprised he doesn't have a label called High Power. Hold on, which anyway. <laughs> but yeah, he I, came out and he was just like, he, in other words, because he was started talking about like pickle juice on the top of Top Dog Head, in his own subtle way of like describing <sighs> that he's not leaving TDE. But that was the only thing we heard from Kendrick aside from like some some like. When did that happen? Pictures from some video shoots. I mean, listen, that nigga Punch Ben told y'all. Uh, a couple when when that no name J Cole shit popped off, everybody's like, "What about Kendrick?" And that Nick Punch was like, "Y'all don't deserve that nigga right now." God, that was the most honest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I feel him though. But that but that that's what I'm that's what I'm saying, bro. Like, <laughs> also, there's rumors that Absol is recording. I hope so. I hope it's good too. Like, okay, but but, but here's my thing. As much as I want to Absol take, I want this nigga Absol to not overwrap. And y'all, you, and everybody who okay. listens to Ab Soul knows, knows what the fuck oh, I'm yeah. talking about. I, oh, yeah. I gotta. Okay, I'm gonna say some real shit. Fair enough. I want him to not overwrap. Or maybe he can overwrap, but he should hire or get a different executive producer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, this, is what I, this is what I mean, bro. 
since control system, he he's put out work that's been good. I mean, he doesn't put out anything that's bad, but he has yet to pull out anything that is like even like remotely as good in quality arrangement, like how the songs were picked. Like my, my problem, like listen, everybody's problem with assholes is the same thing. Hey, bro, you can rap. You can rap your ass up. Problem is, you can rap. You can rap your ass up. <laughs> <laughs> And so we all be like, hey, bro, you, you know, we don't need 22 bar, twenty two songs of bars, my nigga. You c- c- cut that shit down to like 13, 14, my nigga. Yeah, like I'm looking at it, like I'm looking at like the, <laughs> the, the lengths of the past two episodes. Mm-hmm. Projects and like, Lengthy. like 15 or 16 track sequence, like an hour and like 20, 30 minutes. Bro, his, best, his best album is Control System, right? Yeah. And, I, and it's still, and it's still pretty lengthy. And that was almost six, seven years ago. Right. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? What, what else we got? I was about to tell y'all something. Oh shit, my bad. Oh, this Benny the Butcher is coming, y'all. Oh yeah, this Friday. It is coming, y'all. Timeless. How we feeling? Like who, now, who like now, like like as much as that, as much as we enjoyed the fact that we just got a Conway, we just got a machine gun, and now we get a Benny. Now we want another Griselda. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Listen right? <laughs> We riding the fuck out of this way. <laughs> Listen, we need this. Okay, I'm gonna say, compared to the other Griselda releases that came out, Conway didn't have the best one. He didn't. He didn't. I like I like Armani Armani Caesar. Bro, listen. I, so I, far, I, I like Armani Caesar for the same reason bitches like being choked. I, like. <laughs> It, it, it's just something sometimes about, I need that. Yeah, sometimes you just need that. <laughs> sometimes you need that. Listen, bro, this is what I, I realized. Conway is probably the best overall rapper out of all. Of them. Yeah. But and Conway's project isn't bad. It's not. But what I realize about bad. what I realize about Conway is Conway is the dude in the group who his project actually only needs to be okay. Conway is you guy. Yeah, it needs to be good. He's like Memphis Bleak. Like he, yeah. as far as his albums go. He doesn't need to like wow. He don't even need to make that many. He need to always bring. Anytime you hear his voice, it's always memorable. The best release they've said had is still "Pray for Paris," which is crazy because I'm like I went through who uh, made the sunshine again. It ain't that bad. Yeah, it's a good. It's just like it's, it's a good, not, like, it's not pray it's for like Paris. real, real close. Yeah, but pray for Paris. Got that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> Pray for it's something like I told people, bro, when you listen to Who Made the Sunshine, it's like, okay, bro, this is this shit hard. Like it's is it's good. And because it's a good quality thing, you can't turn it off. Yeah. But when, when you, you listen to Pray, Pray for, for Paris, Paris you like Pray for Paris got this feel to it Yo. that's just Pray, Pray for Paris. There's no, there's no middleman. Listen, bro. They, they t- got, they got the coke from, from the Chinese straight from the field t- into the kitchen. I'm gonna tell y'all how serious Pray for Paris is. How much I love that album. I watch the video for Allah sent me every morning. <laughs> and low key, bro. And I say that to say the second part, which is about the eighth time I did it, on the eighth morning I did it, I started running. I was like, I wonder if this is kind of, kind of blasphemous. <laughs> bro, the video in black and white. Then you wake up and, pr- and pray to the east on an East St. Laurent carpet. <laughs> after after he kissed his wife who was completely garbed up and his and his son bro then he go sell coke by the way i went back and listened to um liz loves luger 
It's creeping up, man. <laughs> Listen, bro. When you first hear it, you, you don't can, like it. You can't yeah, start a song. You... She get done. Armani Cedar gets there just singing her yeah. ass off about how she need love. And here comes this nigga West Side Gun. Mm-hmm. Come, Come here, here, bitch. bitch. <laughs> like, I, like, I'm pretty positive. They treat this nigga West Side Gun like like Pootie Tang in the boot, my nigga. They got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they got you. They don't know what the fuck he's really saying. But he... T- <laughs> I fuck with that nigga so hard. Yeah. As I thought it was, I think it's so interesting, bro, that in this in this very sensitive climate we in right now, bro, the world is being healed through three niggas rapping about guns and fucking dope. Because <laughs> <laughs> I promise you, bro, every time, bro, listen, I've been listening to Grizz. The other day I was in my car, and realistically, realistically, I began to have what I thought. Or what I felt was like something of like a panic attack. I was yes. just kind of thinking about some things, and I felt my like heart speed up, and, I, and it was like hard to breathe and shit like that. And my nigga, I just I I I, I, I threw I threw on what was Sheen gonna do? <laughs> that's one, that's one <laughs> and I would doing. like to tell you that that shit like agitated an already very like precariously like respiratorily sensitive situation. <laughs> but honestly, bro, around the time, bro, by the time Doctor Birds came on, I, I felt. Yeah, at that point, you was just... It's crazy how, like, a West Side Gun is, like, the cure for anxiety. I remember when I was... I remember one day I was, like, having one of them long days, and I put on a Claiborne kit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same, same effect. Bruh, and the sad part... But listen, when I first heard Claiborne kit, didn't like it. I was just like, I can't get it. Then I, then I kept listening to it. I was like... This shit the coldest shit I've heard in my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, like, I had to keep, bring, I had to keep bringing it I back. I kept bringing like, it back. Like, I was, I was so... <laughs> like, I'll never forget. I was, on my way to, I was on my way to Panera. And I was just doing... <laughs> what? Bro, listen. When he I said what bro, he said, Every bro. time I'm listening to these Griselda niggas, bro, I'm doing something very un-Griselda-like, bro. Yeah. I'm no, always it's doing just something... The, it's just the, the idea of this nigga... Uh, this nigga dance with a broccoli cheddar... With a broccoli cheddar bread bowl mm-hmm. just going in on... <laughs> <laughs> with the papaya green tea. <laughs> you gotta have a papaya green tea. Bro, I wouldn't listen. Bro, listen. I never... Honestly, bro, when I gotta go do something like moody like kind of like grungy shit i never want to hear whenever i gotta go do something very 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 opposite that's when i always want to hear they shit bro (laughs) i had an appointment at the bank (laughs) i had an appointment at the bank bro uh because you know you know with the pandemic and everything they make you schedule and what it basically was was that i was just going to end the like because i couldn't get on the phone and i the person that was the personal maker that originally helped me works as this branch near the house right yada yada i was gonna go see him check on status of my car see if i needed to change anything yada 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 and i wanted to talk to him about uh about the savings again okay mm-hmm. Mura, i played i played fly god is an awesome guy <laughs> <laughs> the entire time on my way up there like and I was just thinking, I was just like, bro, why did I listen to that? And then I'm about to go in here and try to diversify my bonds or some shit. Like, it's, I'm like, why the fuck did I play that? Like, I should have been playing something. Like, and it's true, bro. When I, the better I feel, the less I want to hear like something that's more, I would say, positive. All right, before we get off of, uh, oh, nigga, that's crazy. Before we uh, get you off, you got that notification too, didn't you? Yeah, man. Um. I want to say rest in peace to Combat Jack, man, because, like, literally listening to Combat Jack, every, like, he was, like, this super fan of Griselda in, like, the early days when it was just, like, West Side Gun and Conway mixtapes. And he was like, bro, they couldn't be stars, my nigga. 
and I was like, and he and listening to that show is what got me into them niggas. Mm-hmm. And literally everything that nigga Combat Jack said would happen for them happened. So I want to say rest in peace, Combat Jack. Rest in peace, Combat Jack. You know the OG pop album. I'm also so glad I saw them live. Mm. Like this was like 2018. Yeah. This kind of like before, like you know. Mm-hmm. The Brazil that we know, mm. right? But I just think that's dope as hell. Mm-hmm. Um, what else dropped in music, nigga? You, <laughs> you, okay, you, yeah, bro. You beating around the, the bush, bro. We about to land. Nigga. We about it's time to land this plane. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's go. All right, All right check this out. It's up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> one, one. I'm mad that you put it on SoundCloud because I couldn't do track by track. For, for the for the hour that I had, I f- I figured you did that on purpose. Like, oh, these things think I'm gonna put this shit on Apple Music where they can skip through it. No, I mean, yeah. SoundCloud. No, he could have put l- it on fucking l- Spotify. L- listen to everything. <laughs> the whole um, let's see. Um, the entire album, the feeling I gave was um, where you are in life right now. That that's the vibe that you gave me. Um, was a black man. We're not even gonna, we're not even gonna just specify the black man, but just a young man figuring out his place to the world and and his relation to it. Um, I enjoyed the production, the engineering. I do understand that you know you engineer everything yourself, um, so I'm not gonna you know stab into you for that. But for you to work on it yourself, as far as engineering, or at least that's the feeling that I got. I think that was a uh, pretty good for you to be a, a one man band band um, show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think your content was extremely great. You have a song in there where you said some wild shit, and I want this is why I didn't want it on fucking SoundCloud so I could go straight to the fucking song. But I have it. <laughs> Do you remember the name about that? Go to it. Dead Dead Fly. Boom. There we are. Because I just remember remember that. But you said some wild shit. I can't quote you right now. And I was like, okay. Okay. The young boy got something. You know. Um, I did appreciate your artwork for it. Um, I do want you to release more snippets. Dead ass serious. I do want you to release more snippets. Just to just to see what, uh, uh, what the people say outside of us. Um, my critique. And, and just being real strong criticism of you, I'm gonna give you a strong six out, six point five out of ten. On, on, only because where I am now and what I'm looking for for underground rappers has evolved from when it was like you know me in my twenties. Um, so I listened to the project future. I wound up calling you on which one call it because that shit was mad personal. Um, and so I think because. As far as everybody in the group is concerned, I've technically known you the longest. So there's things you're talking about where I knew those things were going on yeah. once upon a time, all the way up to up to now. And I was like, man, he covered a lot of ground on here. So I appreciate one. I like the album because of your ability to do those things that I say you've seen a lot on on Cole's albums, on Nas albums, on Corday's albums, which is the ability to rap in a way that makes what a person is talking about easy to see. Um, I also I did get a I did get a lot of 
here I am trying to process the world I live in based on the tools I was given and you know how that translates and, and on, on, on different levels I also don't know what he's saying I also don't know if that was a good or bad thing I my biggest knock on the album I felt like because honestly was in the, the actual like sound mixing that is to say, there are tracks on there that they none of the tracks are bad. And I wouldn't say that I heard anything bad. There are tracks that when I'm listening to, and this is undoubtedly be, probably because of my time with him, listening to him DJ and stuff like that, I can hear that, okay, this was mixed this way, and then completely separately, this was mixed versus this one here. And so you have a few tracks on there where I'll give you an example. On... Um, on Going Blind, there's a portion of the song where the song isn't where you're mixing it at, in my opinion, isn't prepared for what your voice does. You you get to a part, I would say towards the last, midway into like the last verse, where you don't speed up your rapping. You just, you just, you bolden your voice. So you're not necessarily yelling, but you're telling, you're speaking in a higher octave and stuff like that. And it comes at the like kick too. And you can almost hear like the track is like kind of struggling to hold like your voice, the track, and the fact that you're so much louder and speaking with so much more intention mm. now. And so you hear that, and I, and I was just like, you know what? I feel like if anything, he did a good job. Each individual song, I feel like, is mixed well. But when you have to listen to them consecutively, and now I can hear, like, okay, this one is, like, playing, like, right here. But now this one is, like, up here. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that, was my, that was probably my biggest knock on it. I thought the beats were picked well. I, think, I also think you did a very good job of outwrapping all your features. I think you did that, I think you did that really well. I think that's where you fucked up um, I love when don't get me wrong rap is a is a combat sport and I love when a person's on a track with another person like hey I'm gonna knock you down I do love that my problem is when you are the host artist you didn't leave room for your feature artist to get the shine that they would need to elevate that record because that's that's essentially what a feature is. This song is good, but I need you. And because you went out your way to be like, nah, this my shit, I'm going to go in on it. You didn't put the importance on them to be like, I need you to come with me. Okay, I, I, you know what? Okay, I can I can see that. I'm also, I'm going a, I'm to a sandwich that with this. It also wasn't your fault. <laughs> You can't write their rhymes. In which case, if you did write their rhymes, <laughs> and that's not to say they they, they did that, because hearing y'all on a track together, I can definitely see and well, I can hear your experience versus and you. This has been something obviously that you've worked at and tried at times before and made attempts to go okay and learn something. And each time you tried it, you got a little bit better. So there were times where. They try. They like overwrap the, the beat and stuff like that. Whereas, when I listen to you, even when what I was talking about in the mixing, there's never a time where I heard your voice in the track and felt like, okay, one's too high, one's too low. 
I just felt like this overall body mixed body versus this overall mixed body. When they got on the track, I could hear that. Okay, he's too close to the mic. <laughs> I like donuts on 100K though. <laughs> I like donuts on 100K. That snippet you put at the beginning and end, that shit hard. I don't care what nobody said. But um, I was like, yeah, bro. I was just like, I was just like, I was listening and I was just like, all right, these these cats all found out they can rap. They know they can rap, you know, better than average. They got a lot of raw talent right now, and I can hear it. I can hear it because your verse comes, and you can tell when you're like, okay, because I understand how this beat is. I understand how my voice is. All right, I'm going to slow this down here. I don't need to say this like this here. Okay, this this allows the beat to shine through here versus them where they were like, okay, the track's going baby time. <laughs> Let me just start, let's just start rapping. And so that's not to knock them because they had good verses. It's just that I can tell that I can hear your experience at doing this several times. You'd be surprised. They definitely have, you know, at the capacity that I've done it, they've definitely done it. Not more, but just about as much. Yeah, they, they're probably they're probably they're probably in the orbit. But I tell people if if I if I do a hundred push ups and you do seventy five, you're in the orbit. <laughs> you're in the or you're in the neighborhood. At the at the end of the day I was pleasantly surprised. Um, halfway through my second <laughs> listen, which is the one where I actually start paying attention to what you say. And then um, by this time next week I will say I've gotten through my third and I can give you like my full on consensus. Yeah. And then I will say overall I do like it. <laughs> I do like it. I thought it was very I I also and I think I told you this over the phone. I appreciate, which I think the thing you did best, not just like, you know, the outside of like the rapping, your arrangement. I thought the, I thought it had a flow to the project that just kind of was just like, okay, I like this. And cause by the time, by the time I get to, um, Donuts on a hundred K, there's a certain feeling I'm expecting from the album and that, and that song hits it. Yeah. And it's, and I feel it because that song touches a lot of what it feels like in the moments. Yeah. Them on top of the world moments and them immediate lows. And don't, I was like, you know what, bro? I was just like, he hit it right here. I was just like, he put that song in a very good, in a very good spot. Also, your album cover is hard. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, like, one thing I always pride myself on is, like, sequencing. Yeah. Sequencing and transitions is, like, the most important sequencing thing. Sequencing is a lost art. Yeah, man. It, it really is. It really, really is. Like very few artists understand what sequencing does to an album. Like Ross is one of those people who gets it. Hove definitely gets it. Uh, fucking um, surprisingly, Lil Wayne gets it. Like surprisingly, man, he's so fucking. Mean. You don't expect him to get it, yeah. But he gets it. He gets it. Yeah. All right, where are we going next, gentlemen? Uh, All right. Was that it or? Um, gaming, iPhone. I, you know what? I'm holding out on that. It just, it just. Also, I have no idea what's going on with that. Yeah, I'm about to say yeah. I'm holding out on that till ne till next week, yeah. only because I want to make sure all the dissing I do is correct and accurate. Well, on top of that, for what I'm, I'm just now seeing the iPhone 12, which looks like an older version of the iPhone. So I got a. It's like a bigger five. It's like the five and the ten. Did the fusion, <laughs> and then they was just like, "Oh wait, we forgot something from the 11." They was like, "Well, bring all the ugly shit back," and <laughs> yeah, and that's what they did. Now there are some cool things, there's some dope things, but I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna hold off on it because 
it's pretty fresh. Yeah. So I haven't had time yet to like wait for the internet to go, you know, the internet on it. Until yeah. I see all the dumbass tests. Like, okay, let's. Crazy. Listen, yeah, it's, like, what they announced was um, they announced four iPhones. Um, four, mm, you know what? The iPhone 12, mm-hmm. which is the four. basic starter. Four starter mm-hmm. The 12. Mm-hmm. The 12 Pro. Mm-hmm. They both have 6.1 inch screens. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, the 12 Mini, mm-hmm. which is baby the 5.4 mm-hmm. inch screen. Mm-hmm. Little baby. Mm-hmm. baby and, 12. Okay. and the 12 Pro Max. Mm-hmm. So they, you know what? Fuck twelve and fuck mm-hmm. iPhone and fuck. You know it's bang bang Android game. Bro, Green bubbles all day. No, Bro, I'm just I just I respect iPhone. I, game. I respect iPhone. Game. I respect Apple's games. Oh, it's a pandemic. Shit is hard right now. Drop a phone. <laughs> not one. Not two. Not three. <laughs> Four of them things. Bron, <laughs> you should. If you're the only. If you're the lost ass, like we'd only drop three. But <laughs> one. Right. So we dropped four of them. Things. Not to mention they, they announced the watch. A month prior, oh. and a new iPad. Oh, but oh. listen, this new shit—they got this shit like they got this shit like locked up. Like it, it's got mag same shit on it. Oh you yeah. See? Also, the the um, iPhone, in order to reduce carbon emissions, there won't be any headphones or a charger included. So like the box is small. So let's assume that the box is just the iPhone. So you don't fucking get, mean I'm not getting a charger? So this is sold separately. Yep. See, see, this fuck, fuck, fuck that shit. <laughs> no, but, I mean, iPhone, but no, but see, listen, listen if they if they kept the lightning cable, they just say, look, just plug your old one in. Yeah, your phone has some adult assembly required. Do you to, understand that? True, I think. Yeah. Fuck that. We're trying, <laughs> they're trying to reduce carbon. We're trying to save the planet. Listen. We ain't been trying to save the planet. Where oh, is Captain Planet? Thank you, Wayne. Where is he? All I'm saying is, <laughs> I've seen it. Next week. Yeah, we Next week. Right. <laughs> cool. Next um, week before I get into this, yeah. We need Microsoft to. and GameStop have a partnership. So. Oh. <laughs> okay. So. So, so, let's, so let's get this straight. Microsoft comes out with Game Pass. GameStop wants in. Microsoft just says, goddamn right you want in. You know what okay. I heard? You know what I just heard right now? Hey, bitch, I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> you try, you try, you tired of walking yet? Well, yeah, why don't you let me go? Oh, yeah. Remember, last week I wanted to let you ride for free. Now you can't ride for free. <laughs> now, now, you gotta give me that ass. Mm-hmm. In 2020? Yup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> multi year strategic partnership. Multi year strategic partnership. Under this agreement, GameStop will standardize its back end and in store solutions on Dynamics 365, Microsoft's portfolio of cloud based business applications and customer data platform empowered associates with integrated experiences amongst business operations including finance inventory e-commerce retail and point of sale in other words they are aiming to make sony the smallest part of gamestop listen all i heard was all i heard is check this out you work for us right now all that blue shit cut that shit out <laughs> okay <laughs> all that nintendo Mar- mario i don't give a fuck if you're an italian plumber fuck that okay <laughs> so, so, that so basically microsoft is cutting out the bloods and the crips that's mm-hmm. what i mean yeah. pretty much yeah it's the girl street balls in a nutshell pretty much bro <laughs> game green game all right cool you know, Shout out to CJ. Insane injuries. You know what I'm saying? Microsoft taking it all the way to Pro World Cup. Bro, can I tell y'all something? Can I tell y'all something I've been doing? And this is gaming related, but I don't think I told y'all that I've been doing this. I've been trolling Eli Musk to get him to try to put Teslas in the next Grand Theft Auto. Mm. 
I'm, I would not be whenever surprised. Whenever we get the next Grand Theft Auto. Bro, I'm dead ass serious. Because <laughs> they, they still, you know, pimping out Grand Theft Auto 5. Bro, listen. What? Stretching out their bottom, bitch. Three PlayStation generations. Later. Three. GTA 5. Bruh, I bought GTA 5 so many times. I got I got it on shit that I didn't know I had it on. <laughs> oh, you yeah, right now. He buzzed out here. We better. All right, closing statements. Um, the usual stuff. Everything's bad for you guys. Drink your water. Um, as we go into this election season, be mindful. And I, you know, I, I know y'all heard us earlier or me earlier talking about Kamala, uh, Miss Harris. I wasn't trying, and like I said, I wasn't trying to like shade the woman. I was trying to point out the fact that this inside that body is an accomplished, intelligent capable individual and attractive <laughs> sorry I mean it's out there that's neither here nor there <laughs> accomplished intelligent capable mm-hmm. those are things that regardless of who you are where oh, you're hold on, hold on real quick you have always said that presidents look like you want to fuck them now I bring up the fact that Kamala Harris is a trap. You don't want to bring that shit up at all, huh? Right, because Donald uh, Trump does uh, not look like the president that you want to fuck. Okay, okay, okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> Just want to put that out there. Obama. That's what you said. <laughs> Obama was the la- Obama was the last one that looked like that looked like he was get- like he was getting some. Put it this way: if the sex scandal would have came out. Mad, I knew mad. I knew mad. That was just like, I mean, I don't fuck with Obama and lied to Michelle. <laughs> then they found out Michelle was all great, and he was like, No, I'd have just told her. <laughs> I like how it wasn't. I wouldn't have fucked Obama, <laughs> but it was. No, I'd have just told Michelle. You know, like she said, when they go, when they go low, we go high. So, <laughs> but that, but I, I point I was I was making is um, that's something we can all get behind. And somebody who has to represent and be a public servant, that is something that we should all, at base, want them to exemplify. The fact that they are capable, the fact that they are intelligent, and the fact that they, that we honestly, when we look and listen to them, we feel that the job that they are tasked with in this country is something that they can live up to. That's why I'm voting for that lady. I love the fact that she has the same skin as me. I love the fact that she that she has an even more diverse background. I love that she's going through hardships and obstacles. But you want me to tell you something? I also know a woman whose name is not the same as hers, who doesn't have as many accolades, and has had to overcome the same things to make sure that she made minimum wage. And because I find those same qualities exemplary in that person who was not on the same level, I find it reasonable in this person to support them take care of yourselves take care of each other take the time this week to look around you and appreciate and appreciate things shit is fucked up shit is fucked up but if it was so fucked up beyond belief you'd be dead already so since you're not dead that means there are still things in this world that if you look around and you take the time, they're beautiful and they're wonderful and they're worth holding on to and they're worth preserving. I love y'all. Be safe. Trap Zeus. Is that? Um, high as hell. Yeah, high as hell. I'm feeling great. I just want to say 
Speak up. Stay positive. Mm-hmm. Always continue to focus on what's in front of you, your goals, mm-hmm. your dreams. Don't give up on that. The day you give up, that might be the day you win. I'm pretty sure y'all heard that before, so I won't go into that too well. Um, yeah, just make sure you take care of your loved ones, take care of yourselves. Um, oh, you can vote in the mail now. <laughs> I just want y'all to know you can vote through the mail. You ain't gotta leave the crib. You ain't gotta leave the house. You vote from the crib. If you didn't know that, you know now. Um, and if you're going to vote, do your research. Appreciate it. I heard that. Don't just vote for somebody just because you want to get a vote on the ballot because that's unsafe as well. And yeah, that's all I got. And don't write in Kanye. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm so happy he was not on the fucking documentary. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> all right, everybody. Y'all already know what it is. LQ in the motherfucking building, man. Yo, check this out. Uh, as of this week, we have several states that have started early voting. There is no fucking excuse. Uh, as Trap Zeus eloquently and highly said, you can vote by mail. Why you why you bringing up old shit? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Hot, so. As of today, in our home state of Florida, over nine hundred thousand people have voted by mail. Uh, don't believe the hype, everybody. Uh, stay safe out there. Um, again, do your research. Make sure you're voting because it is uh, very important. And also, we just want to see if this shit works for once. That is, we want to see if this shit works for once. Um, I want to shout out to the to the good brother Roland Martin, who was uh, who was brought to tears this morning when he, as probably one of the most famous black reporters in the world, uh, also shout out to Alpha Phi Alpha fraternity, his fraternity, um, went early early this morning to Texas to go vote. It had to wait two and a half hours because it was that many people out there. Mm-hmm. And it brought him to tears because he had never seen it before. Uh, Georgia, early voting has started. There is no excuse. Florida, early voting starts next week. There is no excuse. Again, you have the option to vote by mail. Get out there. Do what you got to do. As always, as Coop says, drinking water, everything is bad for you. Be prayerful. Be patient. Don't panic. I'm out. There you go. Um, great plot. Also, I do want to add, you know, um, don't forget when you do your ballot, don't forget to put your ballot in the secrecy sleeve. That part. And sign the envelope. That part. Um, I took mine to the drop box yesterday. So I am glad that, you know, have had that they have done my secret duty. And I hope you all do the same as well. I didn't write, use the sleeve and I wrote real nigga on mine. Oh, oh. God. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. What not to do? Face it. <laughs> In fact, to be exact, I wrote this a real nigga ballot. <laughs> also, shout out to Jamie Harrison, by the way, too. Yes, sir. In, in South Carolina. Yes, sir. Um, Killing that nigga Lindsey Graham. Oh Killing Lindsey Graham. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> he got heat for Lindsey Graham. He got heat for Lindsey. on TV every day like he... Like he's singing a fucking James Brown song. Please. Sweating and shit. <laughs> Please. He going through it. <laughs> Liz, Liz Grandma out here just begging. Talking about, you vote for me, I'll give you two whoppers. Listen, bro. <laughs> I saw I didn't get on TV and go, is it over yet? Because, <laughs> <laughs> boy, get off the ropes. <laughs> also, shout out to uh, Amy McGrath in Kentucky. Fucking beating the shit out of fucking uh, Mitch McConnell right now. Uh, t- 
Listen, Ted Cruz, you next, my nigga. Be, be so grateful your fucking race was in 18, my nigga. Be so grateful. Keep that pressure going. <laughs> okay. Now, I, I was going to say something about Ted Cruz, but another time. Go ahead. No, I mean, <laughs> other, other than, you know, this nigga sitting here, you know, caping for a nigga that, that told him his bitch was ugly. Hey. Other than other than this nigga came before a nigga that said, "Hey man, didn't your dad kill Kennedy?" Hey, 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 as I always say, nobody's ever said, what are we eating for tonight? God Couldn't damn it. Sorry. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> Fuck Ted Cruz. <laughs> Make sure you keep your mental health in check. Check on your people. Make sure everybody's good. Stay positive. Stay optimistic. Um, stay positive in terms of just positivity and not for Corona. And Know your status. Yeah, that too. Yeah, don't be fucking raw. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is not one of them situations yeah, where raw is long. Nobody knows you don't want to get you want to get AIDS and raw. <laughs> pretty sure you're not surviving that. Nah. <laughs> Listen, they're gonna be back and forth playing hot potato with your whole body. No, I just don't want to be. I just you just don't want to wake up one day and cough and you're just really not sure why. Like, you just, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> God damn, is that an AIDS cough or a rubber cough? Like, <laughs> now you're now you trying to test your cough. You calling your home. Hey, bro, did this sound like an AIDS cough or a rona cough? <laughs> okay, bro, you over the phone and it's 7 o'clock in the morning, bro. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even deal with you. Call CVS. They don't yeah. open for another two hours. Yeah, bro. You, just... <laughs> you know, that's some sick shit. Like, I've actually seen motherfuckers get their uh, corona test in the drive-thru. Out of CVS, Yo, that's damn. some sick shit, bro. <laughs> damn. They they in the they in the car. They gotta stick the shit on their I, own goddamn nose. All I'm gonna say is this. <laughs> all I'm gonna say is this. Are, does it make you more or less mad that they can't just do the same thing for STDs? It, it makes me more mad. It makes me more <laughs> mad. It makes me more mad that that that, 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 that same system they don't just like send that little tube to you. Go, hey, piss in the tube. Like, <laughs> piss, in, piss in this mail tube. <laughs> All right, get your shit back. <laughs> of course, that shit is coming in hot. <laughs> they shaking your piss up and shit. Like, okay, okay. Treat it like it's whiskey. Because <laughs> white lightning. Okay. Okay, let the light hit it. <laughs> like, and then just, just looking at your piss like yeah, it's running run, run, run your piss back. Okay, check this out. Oh, good news, you don't got nothing too bad. Bad news, you also not getting a job no time soon. Because mm. this, this piss is filthy. <laughs> <laughs> filthy. All right, my bad. We ain't never <laughs> All right, so a great pod. Wonderful as we always do like this time. And remember, kids, adults, elderly, we are on all the DSPs, all major Spotify, platforms. Apple, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeart. And just remember, when you hit that dial, like, rate, review, share, worship. With that being said, we out. Peace. Peace. And like that, great pod. Hope y'all enjoy, you know, all that good stuff. Um, This little segment right here is basically going to be like a, a Q&A type deal. Um, I put a couple of, well, I left it up for 24 hours where anybody can, like, ask me any questions of any sort. 
and I got a few. Um, nothing too crazy, so they shouldn't like go too long. But I will, you know, thank you to everybody that did, you know, get those questions in and stuff like that. So you know, did something like this, I'm pretty excited to talk about because it's all it's kind of new for me in a sense. Just because, like I said, you know, with it being a hobby of mine and just like I never really thought to really care to put that side of myself out there like that so for the reception that it had that it has gotten i think that's pretty dope so without further ado i'm gonna go ahead and get into it and and you know if there's anything that i did miss um like i said you know because I, like, I, I always appreciate feedback whether it be the podcast whether it be just anything you know because i like to, i like to talk and communicate and stuff you know so definitely let me know if there's anything else that i may need to have answer and i'll you know message accordingly but in the meantime um question number one why soundcloud well um and shout out to all of my peers that you know have you know did done the dsp thing um for me it was more so number one like i said is just a hobby for me so it's not really something that i've invest like invested much in per se financially and with that came you know (laughs) like getting beats off youtube and that kind of thing so you know legally i couldn't put like i couldn't put it on any you know like apple music or spotify anything like that but that's why I went ahead and I put it, you know, in playlist form. That way it will be easy for people to go from, you know, track to track, listen to it as the body of work that it is. And, you know, it, it really just came from, it really just came from that. Like just finding that means, that platform to just where it can be like a, like a free thing, you know? And what I will say, what I do plan on doing is what I would like to do because by the way, um, I want to try to like talk to more like local producers or producers that are more easy to reach out to. Like for example, you know, like shout out to shout out Jordan Stone for producing the Paper Thin track. Um, however, that probably would would have been the only one that would have been been able to go on like DSPs like that. But with what I'm working on next, I definitely want to fix that, you know, like link up with more local producers. Shout out Rude Boy. I meant to get I meant to get a beat or two from him, but the timing but the timing of it was just kinda like I was trying to like get the get everything done in a timely manner. So I'm definitely looking forward to doing that like in the future. Um next question. Um, why do you feel you always had to keep your work to yourself and where you ever share those songs? Um <laughs> I'll be honest, I feel like, I'll say maybe, I'll say maybe, just for, just for the simple fact of those songs exhibit where I, where I was in life at the time, and that's not to say I'm not proud of those songs, because I am for what they did, however, I feel like, you know, in a time of trying to grow and progress and things like that, like I don't think every song would, you know, be able 
be able to you know make that cut as in like a present day type deal i mean i never say never i'm kind of on the fence about that but i do feel like if i were to do that i would have to like i would definitely have to re-record them just because the quality at the time and this is just me and, and because you may have heard i like i engineer all of my own like stuff and it was a process it had to get it had to continue to get better and with that it didn't sound as perfect it was just good enough for my standards like it and by my standards i mean like it was just good enough for me to play back and say okay this sounds good to me without really thinking about you know the rest of what everybody else would think unless you were in my immediate circle then you would know and I think that would be the only way that I would consider like sharing those is if I re-record them, which I would definitely like have to do like that. <laughs> like I definitely think that doing that because there's some there's some gold, it's definitely some gold. Um, and I always go back and listen to those songs just you know to keep up with what it is that I'm doing now and what it is I want to do in the future because I feel like that is what helps me. And what helps me, you know, not only not say the same thing twice, but to just know like where I was at the time and just where I am now. Like before a lot of the things that I mentioned on on this particular project is just like having to basically having having to try to keep my thumb on the pulse of my life and what's going on and try to make it as concise as possible to try to make it seem as though or to try to make it where it can be not something that's hard to follow if that makes sense um the next question that i have is where did you get the audio of the for the intro of your album um well basically when i started when i started like going to therapy like i would get these notes like kind of like these post like meeting notes or whatever and one of the things that one of the things that was put in those notes were was a ted talk and the ted talk was it was somewhere along the lines of the key the key to happiness or something like that by um i think her name is katarina bloom if i have that correctly but it came from an excerpt of that ted talk and I think that was around the time when I was kind of, you know, like getting into the whole, getting into like TED Talks and stuff like that. Not necessarily getting into them because I want to say like I'm an avid listener of TED Talks, but just at the time, just knowing that and playing that back and just having a free time to play that back. I feel like that was what not only stuck out, but I also feel like that right there was just something that could be the perfect way to start it off considering what it is that the message I'm trying to convey of just what it took between my last project, which for most of you may not know was like 2017 into now and just like learn and just like learning from that and just really realizing like, okay, this is the perfect way to set the tone. Um, next question is when do you start? When did you start writing music and what has inspired you? Ooh. honestly i can always say i wrote i've written music like all my life like i would say because i've always loved music like growing up 
I would say probably like as far as writing goes, I feel like I probably did that in like probably around the, the fourth grade, I want to say. Like, but I would just like write like simple stuff. Like it was never anything like I, I wasn't writing like full on songs at the time, but I was just like writing rhymes and like one thing that I always grew up one thing that I always grew up doing was like, you know, with rapping with poetry alike because um just a little backstory was that she was one of the first people when I changed schools in the third grade, she was one of the first people that you know and with her being related to my dad's side of the family and me being able to spend more time with them as opposed to not really doing that as frequently i ended up doing that more which in in turn which i learned that i also had a gift just by being at that school and i had another teacher miss her name was miss taylor i never forget it it was around like fourth and it was around like fourth grade and one of the things that we had to do was we had to basically for every story or every book that we read we had to do like a, a poem for it and you know just being that person that loves music and just loves you know like just the just the music and everything else that comes with it and rhyming and things like that because that's another thing that I that I'm always big on is being able to learn that I could put words together the way that I was and believe it or not like in and a lot of people you know have their opinions on like Eminem and stuff like that but he's actually my favorite like rapper because of his ability to be able to put words together the way that he does like and like he like he's a favorite of mine um i really enjoy kendrick lamar 103,000. like i definitely admire the way that they put words together and that was just something that i always did and they taught me just how good i was at it so that was kind of where I kind of kicked off like writing music, but this is just like not necessarily writing music, but just like writing rhymes. And eventually, it would turn into something because over the over the course of a couple of years, like it was kind of just something that like once I left that school, like I didn't really care to do that anymore, like rhyming or anything like that. Like rapping was like the last thing on line, but my cousin shout out shout out Dexter, aka Pooer, um and he's also on donuts on 100k the last verse um he would always tell me like i would just be saying like random stuff and he would just be like he'd be like yo you need to start back rapping <laughs> and it would just always be this back and forth i'd be like yeah you know it's not something i really care about not really something i really like put pride into but over time i was just like you know what I need to go ahead and you know I should probably go ahead and just do this and I always did it for fun that's why when every time that's why when I said like for example in Dead Flies I was like I was like back when a studio was something I couldn't afford 
and I used to always like record songs like on my like flip phone because they had those like voice memos that would last for like a minute, minute, 30 seconds. And I would just like put them there. And then fast forward sometime later, I ended up getting a, getting an MP3 player, which was actually able to record for longer. But the thing was like the quality was still like, it was basically me rapping with a beat in the background like it was <laughs> like it was never really something that i was able to you know i wasn't like making full-on songs but i was making at the same time i was making songs and you know like it would be times where i would be at like school and i would play it for somebody and then like i think <laughs> like one of the one one of the things they would kill me for is the fact is the fact that i was doing that while the beat was in the background <laughs> and like whatever and like whatever environmental like limitations that I had with just stuff like with the ambiance basically like with the ambiance playing in the background and soon after that I discovered Audacity which Audacity was which is what I use for the podcast um at one point I used it for music now I use Adobe Audition but and I know this story is dragging on a little longer than I'm sure you needed it to be, but it's pretty much provide to provide like context. Once I figured out like how to master like music to my liking, it really just turned into that. So ever since then, it's just been I've definitely like I've set goals for myself. I've recorded projects and songs and things that I felt were important to me at the time. Like you know, like you know like school memories and just like tell like telling stories telling where i'm in life and which i continue to do as far as the life thing but that's definitely something that has inspired me um next question is why didn't you let me ghost right on the track <laughs> i write all my music <laughs> Um, however, which is interesting because um, the song soundtrack, I actually freestyled that. And I hate freestyling. I I don't think I'm a good freestyler. I'm a much better writer than I am a freestyler. But for how that came out, I'm pretty amazed at it. Um, next question. Which part of the process of creating music is the most fun for you? Most difficult. Um, well, I'll start with the fun part. The fun part, honestly, is just hearing a beat I like. Hearing a beat that I love and just being able to, you know, be done with it, go back, hear it. Um, mm, the most fun, it's always, always the end result. It's always the end result of just being able to go back and, like, hear that song that I did and just hearing how it sounds. I just think, I just think that's super super dope from a creative standpoint um so every time i get a new idea um some ideas come on the fly some ideas take time but i do feel like when that happens it's the most fun for me most difficult i would say honestly it depends because I would say the hardest, the most difficult for me is like, more specifically when I'm doing a project, um, 
and this one in particular one thing that i tried to do was i tried to challenge myself um because not only was i trying to challenge myself for trying to you know make sure that everything everything was good enough for people to actually like see it but i also think at the same time it was definitely a time thing like acknowledging that the attention spans have changed in a sense and just really hammering on that while working on this because the previous one that i did had 19 tracks and which was an hour plus and i think i had to really learn from that and really check the temperature of just people who it's just really just a time thing it's really just a time thing so the probably a difficult thing for me was trying to keep this concise and trying to keep it to where okay either you know you can get through it in one listen or you can you know get through it in one listen and then if you feel up to it just run it back i wanted to do something like that and i think this is my like shortest project doing that um in 38 minutes i just think that's like that's an accomplishment for me because i never done that before but usually i'm just like all right cool i'm gonna get in here i'm gonna record something i'm gonna let i'm gonna let the beat ride out just for the ambiance because i just like doing that i just like you know after rapping just hearing the beat and that's not to say i'll never do that again because like i definitely have uh i definitely have ideas in mind which i'm not gonna get into but yeah i definitely always enjoy like you know letting the beat ride out and stuff like that so i kind of had to control myself on doing that but at the same time get my point across so i definitely feel like the most difficult thing for me was trying to keep it concise keep it where make it an easy listen basically like i wanted to make it an easy listen because i feel like if it were to drag on for too long i feel like a lot of things would have got lost in the sauce and that's what i didn't want i was like please don't let anything don't let it get to where you know you have to get to to where you have to get to a point where you're just like drained or just like you feel it dragging i didn't want to i didn't want to make that mistake so i was in the most difficult part is doing that like on a consistent basis kind of just you know getting to the point and getting done because i feel like for example a beat like going blind like i love that beat so you know hearing that or hearing that like ride out is like basically giving the beat a chance to breathe but that's honestly probably the most difficult thing that i would say is probably difficult to say the least i don't so much get stumbled on like doing verses and stuff like that um, if I do, then I kind of just work my way through it, but I wouldn't exactly consider that being difficult. Um, the only thing that I would say outside of that is difficult is if I like get writer's block, which which did happen for a little bit, but at the same time, I definitely feel like I picked it back up and I'm glad of it. Um, and last question, I didn't realize this was going on for 20 minutes. Um, last question I have is what's next? Um, well, here's where I'm at right now. I would like to work on, well, I am in the process of working on a deluxe of 
this project of Indecisive. I'm in the process of working on the deluxe. Where that goes, I can't say right now because I also, at the same time, I feel like I have my thumb on the pulse of a new project and it's coming along pretty good so far. So, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but my number one priority is trying to get the deluxe done and working on the deluxe and getting those like additional tracks on there, additional bonus tracks and making those, not only making those enjoyable, but just kind of, you know, working on the things that needed to be worked on that i feel needed to be worked on from the base version of this project so i definitely just want to continue to make you know quality and just do that but as far as that goes that's really what's next as far as music is concerned and just trying to connect with local producers um i've and just producers that are easy to get a hold of and just like it's pretty much it's pretty much it as far as what's next i think but with that being said uh, thank you all for whoever for everybody who sent me questions you know shout out to y'all i appreciate it and with that being said this is like the end end of the episode 120 <laughs> but till next time catch y'all next week peace you a hater hater bear